If your faith is not worth dying for, it is not worth living for. Now this may seem like a remote possibility, but for many Christians around the world, it is in fact a daily reality. We have seen it in Syria, Iraq, Egypt, Iran, Afghanistan. Wherever ISIS is, the threat of terror exists that you may be called upon to renounce your faith or pay with your life. We have read stories of those who have denied their faith and those who have not. And this is not meant to scare us, but rather to sober us. Preparing for the eventuality of martyrdom is not a last-minute event, but something you prepare for every day. I do you no favors by lulling you into a sense of false security and easy faith. Now, several of you in the past weeks have mentioned to me that you find it depressing to read about the martyrs every day, the brutality that they suffered and the horrors that they endured. In fact, you will hear about one such saint, and you did, thanks to Isaiah this morning, about Aia Sophia. And what did he say about her faith? That it strengthened her and gave her courage in her time of need. Isaiah said it so eloquently that it was her faith and the hope in something better to come that gave her strength and courage to watch her, mar- her daughters martyred before her and then she herself to die. Now, in the context of that situation, the early church, it may have seemed inevitable and obvious that these men and women would stand steadfast and sacrifice their life for their faith. But we can't assume the fact of choosing to deny Christ will be so clear-cut. It can happen in so many subtle ways that we don't even know that we are denying Christ. Yesterday we celebrated the relics of the chains of St. Peter when he was imprisoned and the angel of the Lord came and delivered him from the hands of Herod, first by removing the chains and second by opening the gate and granting Peter his freedom. But we also recall Peter's thrice denial of Christ as predicted by Christ himself and rejected by Peter who said with an oath, I will never deny you. And then fulfilled that prophecy before the cock crowed three times. How certain Peter was. How quickly he fell. Whether through fear or rationalization or protection against the enemy or not recognizing that he was actually denying Christ. After the fact, Peter recognized what he had done and he went out and wept bitterly. In the end, as we read in the Gospel in Orthros, 
He was given a second chance and Christ asked him three times for his thrice denial, do you love me? And the third time he got annoyed, you know that I love you, Lord. You know all things. And eventually Peter was martyred for his faith in Rome. But in our situation and circumstances, the reality of denying Christ may be as equally unclear, easy to rationalize, or completely missed, especially with the American mindset of democracy, justice, and freedom. We may assume our right to worship is protected and may miss the moment of truth, as Peter did. For the early Christians, all they had to do was offer a pinch of incense to idols, and they would be allowed to live. No big deal. You don't really mean it. It's just the price of doing business. Subtle, but deadly. We can be equally easily seduced by powers greater than us that control our security, our money, our food, our identity, computers. It's not a big step from credit cards to identity chips to the mark of the beast. To be allowed to participate in everything from financial matters to health care to travel. Again, this is not meant to scare us. It is meant to sober us about the need to live our positive faith daily so that more may encounter the living God through our example and be saved. Throughout history, circumstances may have looked like the end times, from Nero to the destruction of Jerusalem to famine and wars. Christ tells us we can read the signs for weather and harvest, but what about the signs of the end times? We recall the event in Oregon a few months back. The second person in line that was murdered was the most brave person of the day. She was asked if she was a Christian. And she know, knew that her answer would bring certain death. And yet, she did not deny Christ. We know the nine people in Charleston who were at a Bible study and welcomed in an outsider into their midst to pray with them and read with them and study the scriptures. And they ended up paying for it with their life. Saint Seraphim of Saroff has a vision about the future and he's walking his disciple through showing him the different piles of bodies, people with blood dripping who did not deny Christ and then other people who were surrounding the Antichrist with a mark of the beast and what their end and destruction was. We know that Christ will come back like a thief in the night. No one knows when it will be. And it is uncertain and unexpected when that will be. But it is certain and expected that it will be. May he find us vigilant and awake, watching and ready with our lamps lit and oil to spare. In other words, 
virtue. We train every day for martyrdom by dying to ourselves daily. And we have the three youths as witness and testimony how to face that day. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were about to be thrown in the furnace by the emperor. And he asked them to deny Christ. Will your God deliver you? Their answer is an inspiration to us. Whether God delivers us or not, that is his business. We will not deny Christ. That too must be our answer in the face of death. For to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now each of us has a rebel within us. I think Georgia of blessed memory had the biggest rebel. She was an Andartus. She stood up to anything. But God has placed that rebel in each of us for a particular reason. So that that moment of martyrdom, we will rebel against the world and say, No, Christ is the truth. Kill me if you must, but I will not deny him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.